what's up everybody welcome back to down for the count it is time to do a full breakdown of stand and deliver and i'm gonna try to make this as fun as possible because you know how it is man we're watching stand and deliver you haven't been watching it or you haven't seen nxt 2.0 and for those of you who haven't been watching the show why don't you want to watch nxt 2.0 you're missing out on good wrestling and some actual storylines in between. You get a good mix of everything that WWE has to offer. From the campy, cute, weird, and quirky stuff. To the fun and the amazing and great storylines. And then you get solid, good, solid wrestling matches. Usually, 99% of the time, there's always a solid wrestling match that you can latch on to on each show on NXT 2.0. Now, I'm not going to lie. There are some botches. There are some things that can be fixed and rectified, but that's why it's developmental. You know what I'm saying? It's not perfect. It's not an indie darling, you know, resting place. This is a place for talent of all walks of life to come in, shape themselves, and become the next stars of the WWE. That's my quick PSA for you to watch NXT 2.0. Please watch it. Remove your bias. Stop waiting for NXT Black and Gold to be back. And just watch what it's presenting. Yes? Take it at face value. And I think you'll like it. Moving on, let's talk about Stand and Deliver, which is tomorrow at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central Time. Okay? And we've got some big matches that we need to talk about. So I'm going to talk about the big matches first and then trickle down to the bottom. Okay? Come along this walk with me. Come on. Let's do it. Anyway, let's start off with the big kahuna. The numero uno. The NXT title. The big championship. It's more like the men's championship because only the men can hold it. Yes? And this championship match involves Dolph Ziggler as the current champion and Braun Breaker as your challenger. Now, one would have to ask, how did this happen? How did we go from Braun Breaker being at the top of the mountain, being the tortoise to Dolph Ziggler's hair, to the whole situation flipping on his head? How did Braun Breaker begin to become the chaser and not the chasee? Well, I'll tell you. Brian Breaker got a little too big for his britches. He beat Tommaso Ciampa. He had his battles with him. He had a couple little mini fights in between there. But really, his biggest claim to date was defeating Tommaso Ciampa and becoming the NXT champion. That was all Brian Breaker had to claim to fame. He was champion, of course, in NXT war games, moving and shaking and doing everything he was supposed to do. But he was missing something. He's missing a big fight. Something that could really help give him a stepping stone or solidify his place as one of the best NXT champions. But in order to do that, you've got to have a formidable foe. And right now in NXT 2.0, those are few and far between. Now, of course, they could have went to Santos Escobar or they could have even went to Roderick Strong. These guys are very capable of being the NXT champion, but they wanted Braun Breaker to be at the top of the mountain. He's big, he's brash, he's of wrestling lineage, and he has everything you would need to be the guy. So who do we choose for Braun Breaker to go through to be the one to help him solidify his spot in NXT history? 
Well, because there wasn't anybody big enough in NXT, they decided to borrow from the main roster. Dolph Ziggler had, you know, schemed his way down to NXT for a little bit, pulling a Mandy Rose, and asked, you know, hey, I haven't held that championship. I've held just about every title in this company with respect to the WWE Universal Championship, which he has never held, okay? He says, I've held almost every championship in this company, but that one, that coveted title has eluded my grasp, and I want my shot at getting it. Well, this is right after he and Champa had their little mini feud, and while it was cute, it was fun, it didn't satisfy Dolph Ziggler's itch to be in NXT for a little while. He enjoyed it. He relished in it. And he decided he was going to go down there and show these rookies, quote unquote, a little lesson in main roster madness. So he bullshitted his way into a championship match with Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa. So the match was set. Tommaso, Ziggler, and Braun all were fighting hard for this title. And WWE threw us a massive curveball, probably one of the biggest curveballs of the year. WWE gave Dolph Ziggler that title because he beat Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa in that match. He beat them and he won. And he became the new NXT champion. We were all shocked. Like we just knew Braun Breaker was going to win. And this was just another way to push Braun Breaker to the stop, to the top, giving him a massive match on NXT 2.0 to move and shake. And he was just going to be the guy. And then they were going to find a new foe for him to go up against as Stan Deliver. But that is not what happened. Ziggler is now your NXT champion. And <laughs> Braun Breaker was not a happy camper. The whole IWC was shocked that Ziggler even got the title. We just knew he wasn't going to get it. It was so shocking, but such a good swerve. Oh, chef's kiss, WWE. So good. This has led to a couple of weeks of Braun Breaker trying to get back to the top of that mountain. He's attacked them. He's made sure he's gotten his revenge on Bobby Roode for costing him the opportunity. And he made his stake and claim to that WWE nor NXT Championship, very, very clear. I want a rematch. And I'm not going to go anywhere until I get it. So Dolph Ziggler gave it to him. Unchallenged, with no malice. <laughs> you want a championship shot, you got it. I'm a fighting champion. At least that's what he says. The last time we saw Ziggler and Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker was going up against Bobby Roode, and he beat Bobby Roode. And that was the end of that, or so we thought. Ziggler was thrown out of that match for interfering. And when Ziggler was in the back, he decided to give out, come out and give Braun Breaker a little taste of his, his challenge at standing deliver. He hit Braun Breaker with, of course, a um, super kick. Knocked him out and pretty much told him he would never see this NXT championship again. And this is the only way he would see it. Laying on his back and looking up at the belt in his arms. So that's the gist of the feud and where everything stands. So who do you choose? Who is the one that is going to go on past WrestleMania and NXT Stand and Deliver and reign as over NXT as the undisputed NXT champion.
Is it going to be Dolph Ziggler, the veteran, the workhorse, the guy who you know is going to pull out all the stops at every single chance they get to maintain their place at the top of the mountain? Or is it going to be the rookie, the one with all the chops, all the bravado, all the it factor and everything they need to be the guy? I'm going to go with the rookie. I think that Braun Breaker is going to get that championship back and become a two-time NXT champion. Now, if Braun doesn't get it back, that could also mean that Braun Breaker could be being moved up to the main roster. I mean, hell, you know how WWE works. They see a guy that works in their favor and they immediately put the rocket on their back. I mean, look at Roman. Roman didn't get the NXT championship when he was in NXT, but now he's one of the greatest WWE champions, Universal and WWE, of all time. And after Sunday's WrestleMania, I don't think that's ever going to be disputed. Another guy who's never gotten a championship but was a prominent person is Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose never got the NXT championship, but he came to the main roster and became a multiple champion in so many aspects. So I think even if Braun Breaker doesn't get the title back, It'll work out in his favor one way or another. I just hope that he gets booked appropriately so that they don't ruin him before he can even get started. But I'm going to stick to my original plan. I think that Brown Breaker is going to get that title back and he's going to be the building blocks to get NXT where it needs to be. Besides, they're inducting his father and his uncle this week. Tonight, in fact. I don't think they're going to not put the title on Brown Breaker. If anything, I think this is going to be one of his crowning achievements. Being able to be crowned the NXT champion at Stand and Deliver. Let's move on to the next major title match. Mandy Rose is set to fight in a, in a fatal four-way. And the odds are not in her favor. It is Io Shirai versus Kaylee Ray versus Cora Jade versus the champion Mandy Rose. Now, Mandy Rose is not well known in a championship scene. We've all seen what Mandy Rose is capable of, which isn't much. But one thing I will give this bitch is that she is crafty. She is crafty and she is smart. She understood that being champion on her own wouldn't help her keep her title. She probably could have earned it, but she didn't think that she would be able to keep it. So she formed Toxic Attraction to ensure that she was protected at all times. Well, it worked. She ended up gaining the championship at Halloween Havoc due to Dakota Kai's treachery and jealousy. And she maintained it all the way up until now, right before Stand and Deliver. She's only had two title defenses. One was a triple threat, and the other was against Kaylee Ray at Vengeance. She hasn't defended her title since. So she's due for a title defense. At first... The title match was between Cora Jade and Mandy Rose, mainly because two members of the group, Gigi and JC, attacked Raquel during the Dusty Classic, cutting Raquel's chances of getting the Dusty Classic win and also getting the opportunity at challenging the current tag team champions for their title at Stand and Deliver. So that took Cora Jade out of her dream and it took her out from getting the championship opportunity. She was upset and she went after Mandy because of it. This, of course, created a rivalry that that was bred right out of unbridled (laughs) anger and frustration. 
Cora started to dismantle the group from within. She separated Gigi and JC and locked them up. But she made a fatal error when she went outside and saw that Mandy's Range Rover was out there. Mandy was in the back seat. Cora got in the front. And she was attacked immediately by Mandy because Mandy just outsmarted the girl. She got a little too big for her britches, if you will. Well, she attacked Cora and she told her straight up, I will fight any woman for this title. Nobody's taking this away from me. I am the champion and I will stay the champion. Those words are going to come back to haunt her for the rest of her days. Because now she's got two more people who are fighting to get that chance to get that title. One of them has been champion before, Io Shirai, probably one of the greatest NXT champions in women's history, in wrestling history. She's one of the greatest wrestlers that we've had in this company in history. And then you have one of the greatest and longest reigning champions in WWE history, 600 plus days that Kaylee Ray was champion in NXT UK. And whether you like it or not, she's one of the greatest villains and foes in NXT history as well. All of these women are gunning for Mandy and Mandy seems to be as cool as a cucumber, or at least that's what she alludes. Now her tag team partners have a battle of their own. You see, Dakota may have lost a partner seeing as how Toxic Attraction did it again. They knew that Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai were going to be the team that they would have to go up against since Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai both defaulted on having the opportunity to go after Gigi and JC. They decided that their championship fight was going to be with Mandy. They didn't want to go after the tag team titles. So it immediately defaulted to the losers of the Dusty Classic, which was Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. As the show started this past Tuesday, Wendy Chu was gone. You saw her pillow and her uniform onesie that she wears laying in the middle of the garage setting of backstage of NXT. Dakota was looking for her. She couldn't find her. Toxic toxic Attraction went to the ring and basically announced that there was no woman in the company that could take them out. They had done everything they needed and they were going to chill because nobody could come after them. And they made it very clear that they were going to take out anyone who came up against them. And then they had a backpack and pulled out Wendy's formidable cup that she drinks from. This, of course, set Dakota Kai off, and she went sprinting at the ring, attacking everybody, knowing it was three against one, and she was all alone. And then all of a sudden, a familiar sound hits the speaker, and we're all sitting here like, this can't be right. Raquel Gonzalez comes barreling out and attacks everyone. Now, if you don't know the story, the simplest explanation, like I said before, is Raquel was the co- was Cora's partner. And when they knew that Raquel and Cora were having momentum in that Dusty Classic, they attacked Raquel, took her out, and cost both of them an opportunity in the Women's Dusty Classic. Raquel is out for blood. So she went in that ring and cleaned house with everyone, including Mandy. <laughs> The girls were standing there because we all know the storied history between Raquel and Dakota Kai. And at first, it seemed like Dakota was fighting against those voices in her head. But it seems like she started to listen and hug Big Mommy and it was a big old loving moment. And of course, the NXT crowd were very happy about it. 
So now you have the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships going up against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. So those girls have a busy schedule ahead of them. They're not going to have time to save Mandy in her fatal four-way match. They've got to worry about fighting up against Raquel and Dakota Kai. So it looks like Mandy's on her own. And she's going to have to learn how to fight against some of the best wrestlers this business has to offer. Her mediocrity isn't always going to be her greatest selling point. But it seems like she's an intelligent wrestler, which makes her even more dangerous. She's always got something up her sleeve. So if I were any of the girls like Cora, EO, and Kaylee Ray, I'd be very careful and I wouldn't underestimate what she's capable of. Especially when your back is up against the wall, most people come out fighting. So we'll just have to wait and see what Mandy does. But if I had to predict as to who I think was going to win in this particular matchup, my prediction for the NXT Women's Championship is as follows. In this particular order, I think the championship, if it does change hands, more than likely it would go to Cora Jade. If it doesn't, my second pick is going to be Mandy to retain. Third would be Kaylee Ray. And finally, we have Io Shirai. I don't see Io Shirai winning this match in any way, shape, or form. I believe that Cora Jade or Mandy will be the victors in this particular match. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And since I already gave you a rundown of the NXT Women's Tag Team match, I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win that as well. Now, at first, I was dead set on Dakota and Raquel winning this championship. And I'm going to stick with that. It seems like it's too good to be true for them to leave it this way and for JC and Gigi to drop their titles to those two after everything that they've been through. It just seems a little odd that this team would come up now and be the ones to victor. But it just seems weird that they would have them lose as well. I kind of like it that it's a little bit up in the air. Now, there are two ways that this can go. One is JC and Gigi are going to drop these titles. The entire faction of Toxic Attraction is probably going to drop their titles and implode. Which, if you ask me, needs to happen because they're boring. (laughs) Or you could have Toxic Attraction retain their titles and then have them drop it at a later pay-per-view. Which, to me, sounds like a better deal. Probably around Money in the Bank is when I would have them drop it. I'd do another pay-per-view for them around Money in the Bank and have them drop it, like, or do Great American Bash and have them drop the titles at Great American Bash. You never know. And then have Dakota and Raquel move up to the main roster because we so desperately need new girls on the main roster. And they need to spread out these matches and rivalries and make it fun to watch. Funny thing is, we haven't seen Aaliyah in a couple weeks, which is, it was weird, but whatever. <laughs> I just thought about that. Like, we haven't seen Aaliyah in a while. Like, she had a whole ass storyline with Natalia, and then all of a sudden, poof, you're on. <laughs> Thank you, we're done. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to move on. So, I'm going to stick with my original pick and say Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez are going to be a two-time NXT Women's Tag Team Champion. So let us move on to the next tag team championship match. 
the Creed Brothers versus MSK versus the current champions, Imperium. Now, this storyline is a bit convoluted, but I'm going to make it as simple as possible. The Creed Brothers have been getting attacked for the last month and a half, and it hasn't been revealed who is doing these attacks. The original attack came when they were getting ready to be the ones to go up against Imperium after they won the Dusty Classic. They won, they got ready to do to have their match with Imperium, and they got attacked in the parking lot. No one knew who attacked them. So, because MSK was the ones they beat, they were the ones who got defaulted to be the ones to go up against Imperium for the tag team titles. But the Creed Brother was like, eh, eh, we're not having that. Y'all are not taking away our opportunity. So, they came in the ring after being attacked and attacked everybody. MSK, Imperium, the whole nine. They were not playing. Well, they went through the entire tag team division. They questioned Jensen and Briggs. They questioned Legato Del Fantasma. They even questioned GYV, MSK, Imperium. Everyone they could think of in terms of the tag team division, they questioned. And they basically got the same answer. We weren't the ones who attacked you. It wasn't us. So no one knows who this mysterious tag team is that is going after the Creed Brothers and Diamond Mine itself. The last time that we saw Diamond Mine, it was vandalized by this team that clearly made it clear they still don't know who they who attacked them and they won't know until they're ready to v- reveal themselves. So the Creed Brothers have a chip on their shoulder. First of all, they wanted to be able to have that opportunity to beat Imperium and become the champions without having MSK in their way. But that's not how it worked out. So now we're in a triple threat with MSK, Imperium, and the Creed Brothers. But also on the flip side, number two, the Creed Brothers want to know who attacked them and they want that revenge. They are out for blood. So now that you're caught up on the story, who do you think is gonna win? For me, I would imagine that the Creed Brothers would be the ones who would win. But I'm going to do a swerve here and say that Imperium is going to retain. I don't see MSK getting those championship titles. Not anytime soon. And I think that Imperium retaining the titles works out in their favor in terms of them and Gunther being a dominant male faction in NXT. Now... Do I think that the Creed Brothers would work beautifully as a tag team championship? Um, winners, of course. I think they're a great tag team. But storyline-wise, it wouldn't work out in their favor for them to be champion. While, yes, they would be champion, but they would have to worry about dealing with this tag team that they don't know about. And, of course, the others who are gunning for their championship. I think that's a lot to put on the Creed Brothers. And if you ask me, I think the best way to handle this is to get the Creed Brothers and, I don't know, how can I put it? Cost them their a championship opportunity at Standing Deliver. Have the, I don't know, have the, um, the tag team mystery team that's running around attacking them. Have them come out there and cost them the championship. They don't have to be shown. You can keep them fully covered. Give them a Kanye West outfit. They'll be fine. (laughs) Just cover their head. And then have them come out there and be attacked by Creed Brothers. And then the Creed Brothers can try to figure out who is costing them opportunities and why. 
and then have the focal point still be on Imperium. And then once they figure out who's doing it and they have a match with them, give them their title shot with Imperium alone and then drop the titles. So I'm going to go with Imperium is going to win this NXT tag team bout. I think that's the smart thing to do when you're talking about the faction of Imperium and you see how dominant Gunther has been. Eventually, Gunther is going to go up against Braun Breaker for that championship and more than likely he is going to win. With all that being said, speaking of Gunther, we're going to bring up Gunther because it segues in there with Imperium. The Ring General made his debut a few months back and he has been unstoppable since his since he stepped foot in North America. He's been ruling his faction with an iron fist and a very, very hard slap. Gunther is a dangerous, dangerous wrestler. And he has been going through some of the most brutal and grueling matches from NXT UK to NXT that I have ever seen. He had a match with Solo Sokoa and it worked out beautifully. It was a great match. Solo gave him a good run run for his money. But he just could not best Gunther. And Gunther is on a trajectory of just being at the top of the mountain very, very soon. But he's come up against a wall when it comes to LA Knight. LA Knight might be a lot of mouth and he talks a lot. And everybody thinks that he's just a loud mouth. But LA Knight's probably one of the best wrestlers of this industry to date. And that is because he's a hybrid guy. He can work in the best of circles in terms of promos and make you laugh or get under your skin if he's a villain and he can make you love him if he's a face. But he's also got great technical skill, amazing athleticism, and he's fun to watch in the ring. He's probably one of the best hidden gems that WWE has to offer. And with all that being said, you put that kind of magic together in a ring with Gunther's seriousness and his execution and LA Knight's spunk and the spark that he brings and you've got a hell of a match and a wonderful feud to watch. Gunther and LA Knight have been going at it for some weeks now and last week well this past Tuesday exactly these two guys were not playing they went at each other's throats they were fighting so much so that they ended up leaving their partners in the six-man tag that they had and were fighting in the back so it was up to msk and imperium to finish the match to which imperium did win walter aka gunther and la knight continued to fight until the show was over they've been fighting for some time now all because of gunther and his mouth And of course, Gunther makes it very clear that he is the one who will bring order to NXT. He's the one who's going to restore power and order because he's the guy. He's the ring general and everyone needs to be following his lead. LA Knight's a lone wolf. He doesn't need anybody telling him what to do. He's going to do what he thinks is best for himself. And that kind of resistance pissed Gunther off. So now you have a feud between probably two of the greatest characters in NXT history with LA Knight and Gunther. So who do you choose? Do you choose the man who has all of the power in the world and can back it with his ring skill? 
the ring general is probably one of the greatest wrestlers in NXT UK and NXT history. From his execution to his style, Gunther is a terrible and terrifying character. He just presents himself in a way that makes you fear him. Because of his normality, he seems like he's unassuming, but with his stature and his height and just his demeanor, he is scary. Or do you go with the effervescent, the high octane, the fun, the fast talking, the mouth almighty, tongue everlasting, LA Knight? I'm going to go with Gunther. And I love LA Knight. I think he's one of the best characters that NXT has ever acquired, WWE has ever acquired. But I'm going to go with Gunther. If you're trying to build Gunther as an unstoppable force, this is the way to do it. And it's just that LA Knight needs to be another notch in his belt. That makes me sad, but I understand it because it's necessary. These two need this, especially Gunther. This is going to put him on a trajectory to becoming your next NXT champion. I have no doubt by the end of the year, he will be. So I'm going to give the win to to Gunther because I think he's going to beat LA Knight. Unfortunately for LA Knight, I think this is probably going to be his last match in NXT. I would make it his last match in NXT and I would let him debut after Mania in a very, very big way. Probably against someone that he would have some fun with, like The Miz, or send him over to SmackDown and let him have a bout with um, Sheamus and Ridge and Pete Dunne. I think it just would be a fun time to see what LA Knight can do. So, let's move on to some other matches. We've got one to two more matches to talk about. The North American Championship has been carried by Carmelo Hayes for almost a year now. He's been doing very well as a North American Champion. He's been fighting every person, every challenger that's come his way. He's fought them and done it well and beat them. And now Carmelo is like, I need a challenge. So how about at NXT Sam Deliver, we do a ladder match and we're going to have a tournament. And whoever can win their way into the ladder match, I will beat all of you at NXT's Stand and Deliver. And so we've been doing a tournament for the last couple of months. I mean, for the last couple of weeks. And it's been fun to watch a tournament, okay? Because it works. It's fun. I love tournaments, especially for wrestling. Because it makes it easy to determine who's going to be in the match. And you're not just getting picked just because you're popular. You're getting picked because you're doing the work. Whether it's predetermined or not. So, the people who won their matches, Santos Escobar, Solo Sokoa, (laughs) Grayson Waller, unfortunately, and the last chance winner went to Carmel, went to Cameron Grimes. So, these five men are going to compete in the NXT North American Championship ladder match. Now, we've seen the North American Championship get challenged in a ladder match before. That's how its inaugural match got the belt there. That's how the match started. That's how that belt's title reign began, of course, with Adam Cole. Each member of this ladder match has a lot to prove. They're fighting for that championship, and Carmelo Hayes is going to have to fight to keep it. 
I think the man with the most to lose is Cameron Grimes. He seems to be a bit down. And I think the only way he feels that he can redeem himself as, is by becoming the NXT North American Champion for the first time in his career. This will be his first NXT Championship that he's held outside of the Million Dollar Belt. Which to me doesn't count because it's not a real belt. Argue with your mama. Sorry, it's not a real belt. <laughs> Cameron is fighting his own demons. It seems that Cameron's story has evolved from him, you know, being a newly rich man to going to the moon to him actually having something to fight for. You see, Cameron's family lineage is still in wrestling as well. His father was a wrestler and he's just trying to make his dad proud. Meanwhile, Carmelo Hayes is living the life and he's like, this is just another day in being champion for me. And Grayson Waller is living off of the likes and clicks as if this is just going to solidify his place at the top of a mountain, which he already knew he owned. And then you have Santos Escobar, the man with the plan, the man who has a whole faction behind him to help him steal, take, and rule anything that he wants. And finally, you've got Solo Sokoa. One of the only people in here who doesn't have a hidden agenda, who's made it very, very clear that it's only about beating people down and getting championships. So who do you choose? Who is the best person to win this match? Me personally, I think Cameron Grimes should be the guy. No shade to Carmelo Hayes because he's great and I love him, but it's about time to move on to something new and something different. And Cameron being champion, even if it's just for a little while to me, works. My heart says Cameron, but my mind says that logically they will probably go with Grayson Waller because Grayson Waller is a little pissant and people hate him so much it just seems like he would find a way to weasel himself into a championship and this is the perfect way to do it so i'm gonna go with logic and i'm gonna pick grayson waller oh that leaves a disgusting taste in my mouth but i can't help but think that this is going to be the way that he is going to start to solidify himself in nxt history outside of the already dastardly things he has done moving on to the final match in NXT Tommaso Ciampa has been an NXT legend he was a part of the original a part of the second or third leg of NXT black and gold and he solidified himself as one of the greatest heels in NXT history just disgustingly cruel to his tag team partner Johnny Gargano and one of the most cold and calculated wrestlers that wrestling has seen in a very long time. Johnny Gargano of course is someone who was the antithesis of that for a while and that made Ciampa look even worse which people ate up. Tommaso Ciampa works as an anti-hero and as a villain. And in this case, he's on the anti-hero side. But it's a little bit of a somber anti-hero side. Tommaso Ciampa is having his final match in NXT. NXT has changed drastically since his early days. 
and his final days in black and gold. And while we love change, sometimes in the change, not everybody fits the regime. So you have to go off and find your place in this place. And right now, Tommaso isn't fitting in with the new regime of NXT 2.0. And Tony D'Angelo has made it very clear that he doesn't want him there. That he's a part of the past and he's the future. They've had their bouts, their conversations, their promos, their attacks on each other. And now we're here. So who do you choose? Do you choose the king of NXT black and gold? The last of the dying breed? Or do you go with the new Tony D'Angelo? Me personally, I see Tony D'Angelo and I just see bodyguard. I see enforcer. I don't see mafia boss or mob boss or somebody who's at the top of the mountain. I see somebody who sits next to the boss and when he tells him to jump, he says how high. Eating his spaghetti and ravioli and whatever else he wants to eat. Sorry if it sounds racist because it wasn't supposed to be that way. I'm just going by what I've seen in the mafia movies. (laughs) I'm going to go with Tony D'Angelo, unfortunately. This is purely to set up Tony D'Angelo in NXT. But most of the time when they do that, that's a formidable way of passing the torch to the people who are in the current regime and you moving on to greener and better pastures. Tommaso Ciampa will never be forgotten. His place in NXT will forever be solidified. And that much I can respect. He's a multi-time NXT champion, multi-time tag team champion. He's done everything you can do outside of the North American Championship in NXT. And one can only feel like It's his time to transition into production or transition to the main roster. A part-time get on the main roster for Champa wouldn't be a bad idea. But ladies and gentlemen, that is your recap of NXT Stand and Deliver, the storylines and the predictions of who I think are going to win. Now, if I'm right, give me a thumbs up. If I'm wrong, y'all know what to do. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed my little recap of NXT Stand and Deliver. Make sure you guys check it out this Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Central Time. You guys can get a fair, just a full glimpse of everything all on Peacock. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. Saturday night is when we're going to get the first night of WrestleMania 1, which I'm going to work on that storyline recap in a second. Because Saturday night show is massive compared to Sundays. We got a lot of feuds to cover and a lot of storylines to get you guys interested in. So I hope you guys are interested in Stand and Deliver because I am. And I think it's going to be a very good pay-per-view for you to watch. I hope you guys all enjoy the show. And I will see you guys next time. Don't forget to follow us on at DownForTheCount19 on Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.